You are listening to the first episode of Newsreel Asia's podcast, Extraordinary. It's a new audio series that has been produced in consultation with Include, an organization that supports autism and neurodivergence. This series is out to megaphone stories of people with autism in India and kind of kickstart a dialogue around it. With this episode, we flag off season one of Extraordinary. Our team dived deep into the series starting June. Rishabh, do you want to introduce yourself and then we can introduce ourselves also to you? Through numerous enlightening online meetings with members of Include, we arrived at stories and issues that were key to generate awareness about autism. Thanks for joining in. Hello, everyone. Hello. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you all again. Yeah. Hi, Anand. Hi. Hello. Hello. More importantly, we were certain that the story should give a voice to people in the spectrum. What are some of the things you might want to speak about, you know, regarding your lived experience and how you might want to present it? We are thankful to all the participants who trusted us and shared personal and insightful details to educate neurotypical people about what autism is. This series has been made by dedicating a lot of time to interactions with our subjects who have bravely shared details about their struggles and achievements. I'm your host, Anupama. She's very good and she's very empathetic. Like, you know, I myself feel like, you know, I, how can somebody understand me so nobody in my world has like understood me so well and I'm deep sorrow, all my emotions. This is Pranav, and he's talking about his partner, Rakshita, dialing back to their early dating days. And Rakshita was empathetic not just to him. Once, she tried to save a dog that got hit by a vehicle on a busy road in Bengaluru, the South Indian city they live in. Because you can't walk to the side of the road. Somebody's going to come and you know, run over it very soon if I don't bring it to the side. But remember, this is Bengaluru, popular as the Silicon Valley of India, but infamous for its blaring and heavy traffic. In the road, like people are watching, it's the most, most busiest road. And she is like, you know, even the dog was biting me. I carried him, I did all that. I was like, who, who does that? There were other things that stood out for Pranav about Rakshita. If Rakshita had a particularly intense and stressful work week, she desperately sought a full day off to recuperate. Like probably one day, full day from morning till evening, nothing. She doesn't want to do anything. She just won't be in a room. And then it's like more like a recharge. Like I won't talk to anybody. I won't like... Socialize. I I, I Mm. won't even like talk to him properly. It'll be... But she used to say that before be I knew I understood like what do you mean when I thought she's angry with me. But later on I understood that ah, if I leave that one day and I'll do myself, I'll watch TV, I'll go meet my friends and come all this thing and let her be. After that she's fine. Next day she's like fine, ah, now I'm feeling better. It was kind of a reset, a reboot. But this calming exercise got the boot when Rakshita became a mother in 2018. The morning I went to meet Rakshita, she was getting her four-year-old ready for school. You can do it. You can do it. I can do it. Yes. Rakshita absolutely adores her little one. And when he was a squirmy, teeny tiny baby, she obsessed with every little detail of his. 
So even with the child, I was like making Excel sheets. She was calculating every part of her son's routine. About how much time he's sleeping, how much he's feeding from me, and uh, what am I eating. She was hyper-focused. Super-duper hyper-focused on that. Four months into motherhood, the joyful dance transformed into a sore exercise. Feeding the baby, making it sleep, changing nappies. I wasn't getting my recharge. And then all hell broke loose. I think it, he was four months old. Which means a lot of sleepless nights taking care of an infant. When on fine day I woke up and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want any light. I don't want any sound. I don't want anything. I just don't want anybody in my life. Motherhood was really the last straw. After two long phone conversations with Rakshita, I was finally in Bengaluru. Hi, Hi I am. I am. I told her that I'll just wait. I'm sorry, the house is just cleaning up. Sorry? We were embarking on a new series on autism and I got to Rakshita's place early one weekday morning as she readied her child for school. You ate banana in the morning, You ate one banana in the morning. I saw two bananas. As I sat down to talk with her, we walked down memory lane to a time when she was eight or nine years old. Her family had moved from New Delhi to a place called Udupi. Do you know Udupi? For those of you who don't, it's this temple town in South India. Yeah, it's a very small town. Yep, tiny. Very few people. Nothing compared to crowds swarming Delhi and Mumbai. Her father, who worked at a bank, got transferred to Udupi. Rakshita, her brother and parents moved out of a crowded two-bedroom in Delhi where ten people were jammed together. So much sound all the time. Yep, joint families can be noisy. But that was life in Delhi. Udupi, though, was a sharp contrast. The loudest sounds you could hear were the birds. In Delhi, Rakshita was seen as a somewhat cranky and weak child, frequently shedding tears. But in Udupi... There I had stopped crying. But let's go back to the story we left hanging. When Rakshita's son was born in 2018, the chaos of motherhood seemed like an irresolvable cacophony. And four months after taking on the new role, she locked herself up in a room. Pranav wasn't really surprised. Before uh, pregnancy or marriage and all these things, Rakshita, I don't, she always has this peace. So he'd like seen her switch off some days. She'd be peddling hard on some project at work. And then she wants a time off. A day-long hibernation. And that seemed like a fair demand. Well, before the child came into the picture. No, 24 bus and every three hours or four, six hours you have to feed the baby. You have to do something for the baby. Mommydom can be relentless and it left Rakshita gasping for a timeout. I think it, he was four months old when on fine day I woke up and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want any light. I don't want any sound. I don't want anything. I just don't want anybody in my life. 
Pranav was at a loss. Before marriage, before delivery, okay, fine. You are yourself. No kid. He needs you. Rakshita tried to detail all the conversations that were happening at that time, like what her mom told her. You can't just give birth to a baby like this and then say you don't were want. Were you overwhelmed? You just cannot resign from parenthood. That's a fact. You were thinking it's postpartum. But it's much more than that. It was much more than that. And there was a churn of... Questions. It was like, why am I the way I am? And then echoes of that oft-repeated word. Like, everybody told me I'm different, I'm different. Different. The questions in her mind and her feelings had reached an unbearable crescendo. The sleeplessness, the relentless childcare was whipping up a tornado in her mind. She knew that something wasn't quite right. She yearned to know the answers to the question, how was she different? So in that same laser-like focus that she planned all the meals for her little one as a new mother, she grabbed the reins of another project, a three-decade-old unresolved mystery. Rakshita shoveled through the internet and came across an essay. What I read was, Chloe is a very intelligent girl. She will say and interpret things literally. But concerns were raised after she started becoming increasingly sensitive and anxious. She will hide in the toilets at school crying. Chloe is very concrete and very honest. Is showing increasing social difficulties, is a perfectionist and worries about being a failure or not succeeding with tasks. It was a long case this was a case study about a 13-year-old girl called Chloe. And Rakshita could completely relate to this. Yeah, I could see that that is what people have described me as. Chloe was diagnosed with autism, a broad range of conditions including challenges with social skills, repetitive behaviours, speech and non-verbal communication. Autism isn't an illness or disease. The brains of autistic people work in a slightly different way. And we'll come to that soon. Reading Chloe's diagnosis felt like the unravelling of a lifelong mystery for Rakshita. As she drilled on, she found checklists to confirm her self-diagnosis. For example, one statement she found was I often use words and phrases from movies and television in conversation. Pranav's mind was blown. This was Rakshita. I interjected. When she wants to make me understand some things, like you know, when I'm not getting her point, like you know, she says she'll tell, okay, when it happened to me, but you did know how it's fair. She'll just tell one dialogue. So thera khun khun mera khun pani. That's a movie dialogue from a Hindi film from the 1950s. Pranav continued to read from the list that Rakshita had opened on her laptop in front of me. I often don't know how to act in social situations. Absolutely true. Pranav recollected one particular episode that blew up between him and Rakshita. Remember we had a big fight before our marriage with the restaurant. They had reached the restaurant and Rakshita was parched. So she said, Please get us some water first. right?" And one guy said, Okay, I'll come. And he went. Then another waiter came. Came to take an order. And Rakshita's temper rose. She shouted at him. Because Rakshita's throat was really dry and so she yelled. You give us water first. I was shocked. I was offended. I was like, why are you shouting at him like this? My version was, I didn't shout at him. 
my intention was to tell him that boss i'm very thirsty you get me water so what you're saying i did that only he's like no you didn't do that i said but how i did that only ah, this <laughs> and then we had a huge argument about it then there was this point in the same questionnaire that rakshita found online about collecting things so there are specific interests and hobbies that she is very close to and which are very unique for example rakshita had a collection of snake skins broken pencil leads i have a collection of uh, pistachios and also apple seeds who collects apple seeds apple seeds that rakshita's grandmother wove into a necklace for her nearly every box of the questionnaire that confirmed traits related to autism was ticked do not like having a conversation with several i people. get extremely upset when the way i like to do things is suddenly some changed. ordinary textures that do not bother Feel others very offensive when they touch my skin but she wanted to ascertain that through a test and so she met clinicians where she encountered more hurdles Uh, clinicians wouldn't believe me. They would say you can talk. You're so not you're autistic. not autistic. You are married. You're not autistic. And that's not the end. One of them even said, "You have such a small child, which is an indication that you have a good sex life, which is an indication that you're not autistic." One of them asked uh, uh, Pranav, uh, "Do you really feel like you want to be in this marriage?" do you really feel like uh this is an equal match uh that you're frustrated um and he is like oh not really you know she has like she's very empathetic and all of that and then at one point rakshita teared up yep it was too much for her and she told the clinician you you know i'm standing sitting right here and you're asking me these questions I was very very angry. Finally, she did get a diagnosis that cleared any misconception. So I got my official diagnosis only in 2020. Would it have helped if she was diagnosed earlier? This question I've asked myself many 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 times. Yeah there are days when i feel that i would have been saved so much trouble if i had support earlier but rakshita also feels like it couldn't have happened because so many things had to come together for that like there was no internet when i was growing up there was no neurodiversity movement when i was growing up rakshita was 34 years of age the haze had finally lifted yeah i was pretty happy that day. <laughs> she was beaming after hearing her official diagnosis but not rakshita's mom i don't want her to say more about that because it's i am not able to accept okay 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 i said but all in all it helped them improve their relationship yeah and and that affirmation has helped us as a family uh understand 
me understand my challenges understand my strengths for the first time in her life i felt like okay i'm not stubborn i'm not arrogant i'm not an alien i'm not a bad person i don't have attitude it's just that i'm autistic that diagnosis was a relief a weight lifted off her shoulders that brought about a change in her mindset my brain works very differently and i need to take care of my body differently yes i know i'm super good at analysis at research but i do not understand implied meanings at all So now that Rakshita had this diagnosis she learned to deal with issues she faced with better clarity. I didn't know that I take things literally. So okay. So I'm taking things literally people so then that means that there's a gap in the message like she's trying to imply something. And I am not understanding it. That's the gap. Uh and so then i started like asking what like can you tell me directly what you want to say because i'm not understanding if you're implying and then at least there's a chance for the other person to tell directly and then i there's a chance for me to understand as we sat talking rakshita had a bubble wrap that she continued pricking i do certain things with my hands over and over again like flapping twirling waving and so i do this with my hands i do this with my legs often people around her would go stop it what is this and now i and, and, and it's always been that like very embarrassing and uh now i've understood that okay that's my body trying to regulate my body and it's okay people will not understand that but i have to understand my body and i have to take care of my body so it's okay to do these things This series has been made by dedicating a lot of time to interactions with our subjects who have bravely shared details about their struggles and achievements. Some have even traveled to meet us. We'd love to hear from our listeners about how the series made you feel and whether it motivated you to be part of any change. If you are a neurodivergent individual or have a child who is neurodivergent or autistic and would like to participate in this series, Describe your trials and successes to us. Then do write to us at podcasts at newsreel dot asia. That's podcasts with an s at newsreel dot asia. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, and until next time, bye bye. Thank you so much, everyone. That was a really great discussion. We yeah, will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. See you.